This is episode 132, Awakening Global Consciousness, with Scott and Marla Berger. My name is Tudor Alexander, and this is the Dance of Life podcast. Every week, my goal is to inspire you to take action towards what you love, live a transformed life, and enjoy the journey there. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me today. I have some amazing guests I want to share with you. Today, we're talking awakening global consciousness. Those are some big, big words. And I have an inspiring, <laughs> inspiring quote for you to start it off. A society grows great when old men plant trees, the shade of which they know they will never sit in. That's an ancient Greek proverb. And my inspiring guests today are Scott and Marla Burger. They've been designers of fine jewelry for decades, and they founded the Tree of Life movement in 2012. Marla and Scott were invited to Windsor Castle as part of a multi-country contingent of visionary thinkers charged by the royal family themselves who brainstormed ideas on how to shift consciousness and make change in the world. After returning, the Burgers were made international leadership fellows of St. George's House and Windsor Castle very prestigious titles through their family business, Addison Taylor Fine Jewelry, they discovered a way to combine their passion for jewelry with devotion to spirituality and humanity. Their mission is to unify mankind through a global spiritual awakening ignited by the realization of the power held by human intention. I absolutely love it. How are you guys? Such a pleasure to have uh, you on the show. <laughs> we're, we're blessed and we, we both feel so honored to be here yes, with you. Yes, thank you so much. What a gift. Absolutely. You know, I mean, the thing is, it's so funny how we, we literally just met each other, too. In, I mean, just in this funny, lifetime. Yeah, in this <laughs> lifetime, right? <laughs> and it's just so funny how things, uh, how things work. You know, when we talk about global consciousness, I think that there's, there's, there's this pull that we're all starting to feel towards that unified vibration, right? That yes. unified sense of values, the unified sense of, things that we believe beyond all the, the barriers and, and things that we tend to divide. So um, tell, tell everybody a little bit about your story with the, the Tree of Life movement, how that got started. I think it's a great story. And then we can kind of just go from there. Well, as, as you see my smile, um, normally Marlon and I share, if we start sharing our story, we're going to need a sleepover or a long weekend. <laughs> yeah. I know we're a little bit more that'll limited extended, today. That'll be the extended version. Right. <laughs> this will be part one of 90 uh, yeah, right. uh, sessions. But um, it it goes back as we share the story about seven and a half years ago. Mm. It was our 21 year anniversary, and I had that beautiful download, that image pop in. As when I'm designing jewelry, I just see that image and I saw the tree of life, mm -hmm. and I designed this beautiful pendant for Marla with all four of our kids' names engraved in on the back in Hebrew with the number 21, mm. and she said. It was the most beautiful gift I had ever given her, not mm -hmm. because of the jewelry aspect, but the spiritual meaning of the tree of yeah, life. the meaning behind it, right? And she was able to wear all four of our kids close to her heart. Mm, that's and beautiful. she said, that's it. And I'm like, what? And she <laughs> says, that's what I waited 21 years for. Mm. And I didn't get it at first. And she said, yes, we were blessed with four beautiful children and health and a home and a business. But she believes that- Two souls- when they come together, it's for a divine creative purpose. Exactly. Yeah. And I had always been searching for what it was that we 
we're meant to do in this lifetime together for humanity. Mm. And it came to you. And, it, and, that, and, and I had been, you know, seeking it for so long and trying to understand why we were walking this path of jewelry. What was the significance it. of it? Uh, even though we have been giving back to charity, but I knew there it was something. Clicked. Yes, yeah. yes, and, when and, I saw that. And when she said that, yes, the two souls are brought here for a bigger purpose mm -hmm. and a divine reason, that lightning bolt literally struck me, mm. and we came up with our mantra, changing the world one tree at a time, mm. we become one. Because as we know, you know, there's no black, white, pink, yellow. There's no Christian, Jewish, Buddhist, Muslim. Absolutely. We're all the same. Our souls are the same. As Marla and I say, we, we stood together as one before, and I promise you we're going to stand together again as one very soon. Mm. And that's where that journey came where she surprised me with my bracelet with the tree of life oh, on nice. it. <laughs> and beautiful. it is. And on the back, there's a Hebrew word that says beshert, B-A-S-H-E-R-T. Mm. And that means it comes from above. Like this mm. meeting we're having the second time. Yeah, absolutely. Is beshert. We're we're always being guided, it's inspired and, in some way. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And, and we we started designing different collections with the tree on one side and different causes and charities, not just in Arizona or nationwide, but globally. We started designing collections, and then we shared. I think with you about two and a half years ago, we designed a collection for the Pope at the Vatican, helping all the refugee children around the world. Wow. So we say, here a Jewish family creates a collection for the Pope. Yeah, that's It's not awesome. about religion, people. It's about humankind. Absolutely. And, yeah, it's... Uh, so, to speed it up, then the royal family heard about what we did and invited us to the castle. And we were invited with 23 other visionaries and world leaders on shifting consciousness. That's amazing. I mean, that, yeah, when I read that, that was that was fascinating. And that's a so story in itself. So, do you guys, like, keep in touch? You know, does that group, obviously, I mean, you know, that was, like, kind of the big meeting. But I'm guessing it's, like, a continual thing. You guys keep in touch. And there's, like, some some sort of coordination between you. To, it, to bring it's, it about. Um, Basically, yeah. so when we got back, we were asked to be international leadership fellows, and congratulations! Thank yes. you. Yes, yes. Honor, a, com honor. a complete honor. And what happens is that we get to have their support mm. for what our mission is with the Tree of Life, and they actually are understanding what's happening, how the movement is growing so quickly that originally we were speaking with them quarterly and now we speak to them uh once a month wow yeah that's it's, incredible mm -hmm. it's it's really unbelievable and we actually stayed and slept at the castle for four days which was unheard of it was truly wow. life-changing and miraculous and and that, that's another episode we'll, we'll share later <laughs> right. but really what uh brought us to as you say the journey the backstory of, of the intention stick is um which i don't even think i shared with you but i do morning prayer and then i do meditation mm -hmm. and in meditation about four years ago i saw a tube and i didn't think anything of it like when someone's sitting with marl and i or we're designing something that image that download comes in and it's like oh i just saw your ring or your necklace and i see yeah. it but it was a tube and then about a month later in meditation I saw our tree being wrapped around the tube. Mm. And I come running out from our library like, okay, Marla, something's going on. I just saw our tree being wrapped around the tube. And then at the same time, we started seeing the same words. And again, like people, people are like, where, where do those words come from? 
you know, and it wasn't obviously anything random. It wasn't, oh, that's a cute word. Let's just write right, that yeah, down. It wasn't some cliche word, right? We started seeing these words at the same time and we received or saw. You both saw the same words pretty much. And it ended up being 22 words. Wow. You know, I think you should touch on the, however, more about the Tree of Life first. Yes, the- before. Uh, a little bit of I, I what happened so. at the castle. Yeah. So this, like I said, is a story in itself. But what was interesting as we were there and all the meetings are taking place in Vickers Hall where Shakespeare performed the first wow. play for Queen That's Elizabeth incre- I. It, it was. The energy, the history, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But the night before last, uh, we're having at 10 o'clock at night a private tour of St. George's Cathedral where Prince Harry and Meghan were married. And... Wow. It's surreal. Like all the kings and queens are buried. The history, the architecture, it was literally out of the movies. It was beautiful. And at the very end of our tour, our tour guide, Charlotte, very proper, (laughs) third generation assistant to the queens giving us our tour. And she says, I'm going to take you all to the side where we do not take the public. And she brought us to these beautiful double red doors built in 1540. 778 years ago. It's the Queen's private entrance from the castle to the cathedral. Wow. What do you think the imagery on each door was? A tree of life? The tree of life on both doors. I mean, literally, as my arm hairs are standing up again, we look up and like, okay, (laughs) we get the message. It was literally like everyone in the group. So at that point, that's when you kind of adopted that image into the into the work you're doing you that was that was the point that no it, or no? It, no it was it was a huge validation a huge it. sign Got because it. it's already that's why i'm going to take you I a little that we further were, that we were on the right path yeah, yeah. but i i where i was going was i wanted you to explain a little bit of the tree of life of the significance of why we both received that information to share because we're all born with the tree of life. We yeah. just forget to activate it, right? Mm. It's our blueprint. The tree of life is our our blueprint, but mm. Scott explains it so beautifully. Mm. Well, I was going to explain. So when she said it's the tree of life on both doors, again, I think everyone was like Huge paying thing. attention. Yeah, right. And we, should I go into, we leave the castle, we go to the oldest home on the castle grounds for just sort of a reception. And what time do we walk in? And- 11, 11. 11. Of course. Either 11 or something. Exactly. I knew you were going (laughs) to smile. And we're just relaxing. And the gentleman who invited us to the castle, very sweet, older, conservative Englishman, who's been bringing groups to the castle since the 70s and reports directly back to the royal family, came up to Marla and I and said, I'd love to take you both aside and share something. And we're like, sure, what's up? It's like, Dudor, come here. I want to tell you. You know, it's like, (laughs) we're like, sure, what's up? And he starts to tell us, because we had to have a, a, a private secure car pick us up from London to take us to the castle. You just don't, you don't yeah, Uber you don't it up and it. schlep your bags up to the <laughs> castle doors, by the way. They're, it's pretty secure. But he says to Marl and I, I saw you both arrive on Sunday and get out of your car. And you were surrounded by this beautiful bubble of white light. Wow. Right. Which, if you were to say that to Marl and I, we would say, thank you. Thank namaste. You. Right. You know, again, uh, but this is why we say and we share with everyone, one, we're not judged. Who are we to look at another person and say, you don't look spiritual enough or you don't look religious yeah. enough. Or, you're not wearing a spiritual right. t-shirt. <laughs> exactly. Why? Because Wait, I have you know, spiky <laughs> hair or I'm not dressed how you... It's right. it, Again, we're not judged. Who are we to look at another? Right. But it was just out of context. Right. right. Yeah. And we said, thank you. And he says to Marla and I, last night, I had a vision of your tree. And your tree 
encompass the entire world. And underneath your tree, I saw hundreds of thousands of these beautiful white tents representing every person, every cause, every religion, everyone. And he shares with us, this is not a tree of life foundation you started. This is a tree of life movement. Movement. It is much bigger than you possibly could have ever dreamt or imagined. Mm. So we look at each other and we're like, holy shift. Yeah, what is that? Because we knew in our hearts we were doing something right, but not of that magnitude. And you know. a huge, you know, tap on the shoulder like, hey, you're doing, you're on the right path. Right. When you follow your heart, it's always right. Wow. So the next day, and this is where I think Marla wants me to share, we're back in Vicar Hall and everybody's in a round circle and talking about how we can heal the world. And Pete finally says to Marla, I think Marla has something to share with the group because I've been sitting quietly the past three days, you know, bouncing around like the fifth child. She says, I want to share. And Marla's like, settle down, breathe. She, She says, you'll share at the end. But when Pete said that to Marla, Marla said, no, no, no. I think Scott has something to share with the group because if he doesn't get it out, his head's going to explode because yeah, <laughs> you can tell I'm shy yeah. and Marla rarely gets a word in. But when she <laughs> speaks, it's so profound. So I said thank you to Marla and I start talking about what we did the month before for the, the Pope's charity to help them become sustainable. It's all about unifying and, mm. and helping humankind. I start talking about the the tree of life, which... Not simply put, because we can spend an entire episode just talking about the tree of life, but we say it's the evolution of consciousness. Mm-hmm. It's, it's truly the expansion of our souls. We, we say the, the roots of the tree are rooted into Mother Earth subconscious. Mm-hmm. Then we're talking about the, the trunk, the foundation. We're talking about consciousness and the, the branches reaching out, unifying the world. And mm-hmm. as we say, we're here to grow as the heavens above. We're, it's as Marlon and I say, it's not being better than anyone else in this world. It's being better than who we were yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's the levels of our soul, yeah. right? It's the expansion, like Scott said, the expansion of our soul. That's what we're here to do to expand. Absolutely. It's been, it's not funny. This thing just came to me, but you know, one thing I learned with it, I'll compare it to what I do, which is dancing, but you'll, you'll understand what I'm, what I'm going with it is that when, you compete let's say you know i do competitive dancing when you compete one way to look at it is from let's say laterally who's next to me and how am i better than them right Mm -hmm. another way to look at it is vertically which is how am i better than myself you know Mm -hmm. and i'm always inspired by the imagery of trees because trees don't move in a sense i mean not not to the extent that animals do so but they grow vertically and they set their roots down and it's all about, okay, how can I claim my own space here? How can I grow within my own, you know, confines? How can I grow vertically and really create the most out of that space? Whereas an animal, you know, we, we move, we forage for food, we kill, mm-hmm. we eat, you know, all this kind of stuff. So it's more of a lateral experience, you know. So if we can learn, like you said, with that growth, it's basically tuning into our own, our own spirituality, our own consciousness beyond the barriers, right, mm-hmm. the labels that we tend to put. I think that's what it's all about. Well, exactly. And that's kind of a theory that's been going on for hundreds of years because mm. uh, it, it's actually the what the Newton versus the Darwin theory, what you're mm. talking about, because I believe Darwin had it all wrong because Darwin talked about the survival of the fittest, which was the mm. competition. Was a comp- yeah, competitive. That's right. But, you know, Newton was about cooperation. 
right? Not mm-hmm. about the competition because the competition is what separates us from one another. That's true. Yeah. And, and we're all here to help one another, to serve one another. Mm-hmm. So it is about the cooperation, not the competition. Absolutely. But, but the competition within yourself, like you're saying, is to, mm-hmm. is to be better than who I was yesterday. The healthy, the healthy part of, of competition. Yeah, for sure. I mean, comparison is useful in a sense of like you're comparing yourself to yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Of but course. you can't compare apples to oranges. No. And, and you need conflict within in yourself exactly. to you raise your, that's right, to, to make you aware, to come to awareness of what it is you want in your life, what it is you mm-hmm. don't want in your life, who you want to be and who you don't want to be. So we, we need that. And, you know, even when we see, uh, what's going on in our world, whether, mm-hmm. whether it is famine or, or fires or, or anything that's going on, violence, Sometimes we need those things to bring out the compassion within inside mm. of ourselves. So those things happen intentionally, right? There's intention for everything. So it's to be aware of ourselves, again, to look within inside of ourselves. Mm. So it's exactly what you're talking about mm-hmm. when you do your dancing. No, it's it's true. I think with with the whole global consciousness thing, we it's funny because there's this quote, it's like, Awareness grows and grows and grows until it becomes nothing at all, in a sense. You know, like you kind of, you expand and you expand and then you become one, you know. And it's like the more you look within yourself and the more you grow and you focus on yourself, if everybody does that, let's say that's the individual picture for everybody, then the whole system is growing universally Mm -hmm. connected. Correct. That's, that's all physics too. Right, right, it's all physics. It's not woo-woo stuff. It's not woo-woo. And the more you read in the physics, the more it confirms all this stuff that traditionally was held as Mm woo-woo. But you know, the funny thing is, is that religion, well, let's say, let's not use religion, but spirituality, the the desire for that higher consciousness, that meaning, that and science uh, was at one point one area of study in in history, and then eventually they started to split off. Oh, that's when religion came in. That's when religion came in and started One has nothing to do with the other. Yeah, because, Absolutely. you know, but if you want to, you know, say God or, or the universe, yeah, the source, the but, light. I mean, God created science. So, you know, the universe right. created science for us. So you're exactly, that. that's how, how we look at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is it? Uh, oh, wait, let me, oh, I was going to go back. Go yeah, no, I was going to come full circle a little bit because, so as we Scott's Jones in here. Oh, no, no, no. I just want to, no, I kidding. love to listen and I, I want to make sure I follow up with what the question was you asked where so as we talked about the spiritual meaning of the tree of life yeah i started talking about which you know and i'm sure your listeners know laws of attraction mm-hmm. which you know what we think about we bring about what goes up comes down but what we put out from our hearts absolutely comes back in so if we're putting out more kindness or love or gratitude or compassion or health or happiness only more of that comes back in mm-hmm. but if we're putting out more stress or anger or fear or anxiety only more of that comes back in and we have the ability to shift our consciousness like that. Mm-hmm. And then, which I said, which leads us to this, which is I'm holding my intention stick. And back to that question is that it goes back four years ago. So Marla at the time surprised me with this for my birthday in September mm. and everything was still in prototype. You know, the boxing, it was still in the work. So she surprised me for my birthday right before we went to the castle. And that's when going back to where Marla said, I think you should go back a hair. That's going, now I'm going to go back to that four years. I saw the tube, I saw a tree, and we started receiving the same words. 
And these, should I read to your listeners? Yeah, the twi- yeah okay, I, love, so, I love the words. I think they're brilliant. So again, and these words, you stick them in the tube, basically, yes. and you wear, you wear those intentions around yes. your heart. And basically, yeah, right close to your heart, your heart your chakra, heart. exactly. And I like how with the tube, you know, I think this is an important detail too. Like when you have the tree wrapped around the tube, you've got the front of it, you know, open. Or closed, right? The trunk faces forward. Trunk and the faces back forward. Back is open. Back is open to connect to your heart. So there's meaning behind that too, yes. and how it, how these intentions vibrate and they connect to your uh, exactly. your heart and your consciousness. So, and, and if you really think about it, we're all vessels. Absolutely. And and we need to repair our own vessels first. So these beautiful intentions, these words, these gifts we received are. It starts with us, and mm. again. Why I'm smiling is no coincidences. We ended up receiving 22 words, mm. which is 1111. <laughs> which again, much later we found out there's 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. Mm. There's 22 chromosomes between man and woman. The 23rd separates us. That's crazy. There's <laughs> 22 pyramids in the world. Only three are visible. Wow. There's 22 uh, steps to the ascension of Kabbalah. So for the tree wow. of life. Yeah. So we you our know, anniversary is the 22nd. Wow. On and on. I mean, we can go on and for. We didn't. We, d- we didn't know. We it wasn't didn't planned. Even, out. No. Yeah, just, no. It wasn't like okay, let's just choose 22 words. Right. Right. So I'm going to read these to you and your listeners, and and then Marla's vision, which was truly amazing. Believe, faith, gratitude, mindful. Be, let it be, love, light, blessed, peace, kindness, compassion, success, knowledge, trust, spiritual, happiness, courage, laugh and joy, inspire, consciousness, and the two most important, even though these are all important, health and oneness. And going back almost four years ago, Marla had this very powerful vision that came to her that this intention stick coming from pure love and and pure intention would sweep the world like a beautiful tsunami that Mm. she saw everyone in the world wearing one in every language and in Braille. And we would all insert the word oneness at the same time. Mm, I love that idea. Because you know, and we know, we don't need to die or transition to go to heaven. Yeah. It's all around it's us. It's wherever we moment. are. And and we choose to to look at that as how we are in our lives, but it's also within us all so versus we don't like this about you, you or you, or I'm blaming you and I'm blaming you for my life. And they don't realize they're looking in a mirror reflecting back on the things that they don't like about, about themselves. themselves. Yeah. So we have to see the goodness within everyone. It's there. No matter how not so good you see that person, it's there, I promise you. It's just right. covered up with all the programming, the politics, the religion, everything that's put over us to take it's us away. It's become so divisive lately, yeah, too. It's, I think that's, that's one thing why something like this, a movement like this, is so important because, especially recently, hasn't it become more... Is that just, is that just more obvious because we have social media now? I mean, I don't know. Do you feel that... How do you feel the world is moving? In which direction are we shifting? How, what is the dynamics at play? Are we becoming more and more divisive, or are people starting to wake up and kind of start to see it's, the? It's more of that. It's it's a great question. It's more uh, people are becoming more awake mm-hmm. because 
you you can't be asleep and and not or or pretend to see that's not taking place. People yeah. again have a heart and soul, and when you're witnessing these horrific things taking place around the world, if someone doesn't speak up or 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 say something, they're just as a part of that taking place because yeah. they didn't speak their truth. They didn't stand up for what they know is right. They're not going to allow someone to take over their life. Mm. So it's, it's people are standing up for what they know is true in their heart. They don't want to be a sheep in the herd anymore. I'm reminded of this book I read and it really changed my life. It was called uh, Leadership and Self-Deception and a very good book, very profound. But anyway, one of the, the big themes in there was this idea of self-betrayal when we betray ourselves. And that's how really ultimately that's the, the source of all other suffering. You know, so like, let's say, for example, like you said, you see something terrible, like, I don't know, you see a homeless person getting beat up on the street or whatever, you know, something that, that has an emotion in you. Or even if, you know, I've been noticing this in myself too, like, let's say I'll, I'll be riding my bike in the morning and I've been really trying to make a conscious effort to connect my heart energy to strangers because mm -hmm. i notice i'll walk by them and i'll just look down or you know not acknowledge them you know and it's like wait a minute those little acts of kindness yep. when you share your heart openly and you smile yep. you say hello um yes how's your day how's your day you know you you lift that person up and then because otherwise you know you betray yourself because in deep down inside you say oh, i should say hi like i do feel like there's that human there's a genuine human desire to connect, right? There's the, the people are good fundamentally. It's it's the conditioning and the media and all these things that kind of teach us that it's more comfortable to separate. It's more comfortable to not say hello, mm -hmm. to look down, to avoid. So fundamentally, we live in this this kind of confused state where our heart, our little child wants to do something, wants to say hello, but then we're afraid of getting rejected or whatever, so we betray ourselves. And then when we betray ourselves, that leads to all kinds of other Problems. We say, oh, well, we probably shouldn't do that anymore. I'm not really, you know. Again, that's the bad ego yeah. messing bad with ego, this. Right? You yeah. know, so. That's the collective consciousness, right? And, mm. and so to your point, uh, when you think about a five-year-old in kindergarten mm. and the teacher asks a question, all the kids raise their hand, right? Mm. They say, pick me, pick me. Yeah, they're all right? eager to participate. Oh, everyone raises their hand. <laughs> By the time they're seniors in high school and that's a teacher true. asks a question, Nobody wants Nobody's that. raising their hand. Mm. And why is that? Because fear has set in. They have been conditioned to believe, mm -hmm. okay, what if I get ridiculed? What if I get the answer wrong? Someone's going to judge yeah. me. Again, fear sets in, yeah. right? Mm. And it's from our conditioning, meaning you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not handsome enough. You know, all these things. So what happens is we start to believe our own thoughts. Mm. So what happens is, we become our own obstacle. Yep. We are our only obstacle. And that's the power of an intention, though, too, is that when you, because if you think about it, really, it kind of goes both ways. Like, you're going to have an intention regardless. Your mind is always going to be on something. So, in the sense, like, what you just said would be an example of a limiting belief, right? But that limiting belief is like a negative intention for yourself that you set out. Regard, You're going to have an that's intention right. regardless. So, the power with something like the tree of life uh, stick is that you can put your mind on something. Po it's going to go in one direction or another. So you might as well put it on the positive side. That's right. To Why not? To right. Why not? Why not up. get on the momentum of, of positivity? Right. Because, and that's what Scott and I speak about too, is how do you get out of that, that negativity or that depression? And, mm. and you can't, 
be on the momentum of gratitude, right? Of saying, thank you. My eyes opened up this morning. Think about all the thousands of people who don't get up. So right away, if you're on the momentum of gratitude, mm-hmm. you cannot be on the polar opposite of depression at the same time. It's mm. just, you can't. Yeah, you can't because, be too, no, two because states you at start, the same time. yeah, mm-hmm. you, if you can start getting on that momentum of, of what I'm grateful for, whether it is, hey, I can put my feet on the floor, right? Mm. Or I opened my, like I said, open my eyes. I see the sky. I have a toothbrush. I have a mattress I'm sleeping on. You know, all these things that you're grateful for, this, even s- something as simple as that might, you know, might be to simple many people, to you. It's to not many, simple, that's right? right. To millions to, of people that don't have that's it. That's right. You yeah. just mentioned a homeless Pure person. Right. I mean, think about how Absolutely. many people sleep on the floor who don't yeah. have that mattress. So, um, again, it, it's what is relative to your own life. But again, sending out that gratitude, again, going back to intention, guess what comes back in? Mm. More gratitude. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and it's it's fascinating. <clears throat> I just keep thinking as we're talking about the the magnetic field, go kind of a little bit back to science, but that magnetic field of the heart, how it's how it's this uh it really like it, like you know what a torus energy yeah. flow is, mm-hmm. right? So if you look at a tree, a tree is a torus. I mean That's everything right. in the universe is a torus mm-hmm. because it's kind of flowing in on itself. And, you know, you look at the magnetic field of the heart and that's, that's a tree of life, right? That's That's that magnetic field that's coming through. And you're, when you're charging that magnetic field with an intention like love or gratitude or faith or whatever else, you know, that word, like, you know, when you're hanging out with somebody and they're in a, in a negative mood, they don't even have to say anything because that magnetic energy is around them and it's cycling. It's like, oh, I'm depressed <laughs> or I suck or my life's hard. It's one of the first stories that were That's shared. That's what you feel, right? Exactly. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and conversely, you can also change that field through the intentions that you, you put. And that's what you're spot on because that's what leads you to the the next part of the little journey is that the, these words that we receive that we we say we can choose one, two, or three words, and of course the vibration mm-hmm. of three uh, to put inside our intention sticks, or we can change out our words daily, or weekly, mm-hmm. or monthly, or even set that intention for someone else that may be going through something more mm-hmm. difficult. I promise you, I like that. That's cool. Kind of as they're a, feeling as a way it. of like a prayer, basically. Yes, for, absolutely. For I, they're again, what goes up comes down. You're setting mm-hmm. that intention for a family member, a friend that, and and again, everyone in this world's going through something. Absolutely. And if they're not, they're lying. Yeah. Because we don't mm-hmm. we don't accept. So how are you? And they say, Oh, I'm fine. And Marlon, I say, well, if you've got the miracle cure to I'm fine, <laughs> we want it because everyone else in the world seems to be going through well, something. That's, that's the standard way that we close off conversation because it's too painful to acknowledge what we're going through. You know, we, we've gotten so used to, especially with social media, to present every absolute positive thing that happens in our lives. They said that that's one of the most destructive parts of this whole yes. platform is that we have gotten used to, A, looking at other people's positive lives all the time and not seeing the truth. That's right. And B, having to be constantly under this pressure of, you know, presenting, okay, cool, like what's happening? Like, it's not realistic. That's right. It's not realistic. Well, and that's, that's again, goes, goes back to the competition because humanity is, is seeing that success equates to the car that I drive. Mm, Success equates to the square footage that I have. Success equates to the job that I have. Success equates, that's right. And not understanding truly uh, what success means, right? Mm. So uh, intention is vital to living, 
And what is your guys' definition of success? I'm going to ask you that. How do you see success? Like, what if you were to define it in your own life and terms? It's a, it's a very it's a very and which is so interesting that you just said that because what I was going to share with you, the words that we received that we again didn't find out too much later in Kabbalah or Kabbal- Kabbalah, however, tomato tomatoes we say. Um, <laughs> It's it was not twelve twenty two, by the way, when you read those words. I know. I saw. I heard that. And I felt like, that. By the, the way, heck? but of course, <laughs> you know, we just laugh and giggle. Right. But we say, but of course it was. Right. But in Kabbalah, we found out much later. It's not twenty two words we received. Mm-hmm. Each one of these words have seventy two different interpretations. So it's wow. so. For example, the word success may be completely different. In your eyes. So, mm. success doesn't mean monetary. It can mean success in a relationship or family or community or success in a project. Or, a- again, people are, people are like, well, how come the word forgiveness is not on here? Mm. And we said it is. It's under be, let it be. So, again, it's, it. it's success is so vast. I, 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 I believe to me what success would mean to me is to find your truth. Mm. To follow, to we were follow so connected. I was, you were so on the same page. Yes. And when you f- follow your truth, to use that to serve, serve humanity. And when you do that, that will equal to success and not to forget along the way to have fun, mm, to be in bliss, to be, to be joyful. Mm. So to me, that would be success is to be able to find your truth. Well, well and, I'll, and, I'll add to that. You're spot and on. And live in bliss. Yes, and what I think Marla is also saying, success is and truth. It's it goes back to purpose of actually why we're here, Mm -hmm. and in this world has no idea. People, as Marla and I share, they wake up, they have breakfast, they go to work or they go to school, they make a paycheck, they come home, repeat, repeat year after, and they have no idea. It's not. I need another trillion dollars or a bigger house or another car, which is fine. I'm not saying don't do that or work for that, but that's the external. It's never, as Marla just said, it's not going to bring you your bliss. Hmm. The bliss is when we're able to repair our own selves, to fill ourselves back up with what we are so depleted of Hmm. and these beautiful intentions, these words. Because was it, say, as the, the analogy when we're flying? If an oxygen mask drops, what? Yeah, like put your own oxygen ma- mask first and then... <laughs> Take for yourself first, for then yourself, help yeah. others. So we cannot possibly give what we do not have, even mm. though we want to. So we have to take care of ourselves first. Then, what does it say in every spiritual or religious book in the world? It says, love your love brother your, and your sister just, yeah. like you love yourself. But how can you do that if you don't truly love who mm. you are first? Not out of ego and vanity, but unconditional love which that's, that's interesting because if you think about it like that i agree with that rule i think if, if everybody did that that's like the one principle that would pretty much take care of everything right but at the same time in an interesting way when you think about that rule as it's worded love your neighbor as yourself your attention inadvertently goes to okay i gotta love my neighbor i gotta like really focus on loving my neighbor as i love myself rather than wait a minute i gotta love myself first yeah and then I can love my neighbor as myself. So there's a hidden sort of prerequisite, I want to say, yes. you know, because I think if you focus so much on that, even it's like, even when you're trying to love that, do something positive, right? Loving my neighbor as myself, you're focusing externally. And then that becomes a, 
almost like a competition or like a thing that you have to achieve or thing that you have to do as opposed to just, okay, let me accept and love myself yes. first. And then it, that's going to naturally happen. If you love yourself, then, you know, you're going to love other people. Right. So, you, in, a say, in a way, you have to reframe that yes. to, yeah, in your mind, exactly. right? But it's the most difficult thing it is. we could ever do. It's to truly love mm. who we are. To As Marley, Marla shares, is that to even look in a mirror and say, I love you to yourself. It's very, mm. Or even, what do you say, even try to use your own word or your own name and say, I love you. It's, it's very difficult yeah. because we're not taught that. Mm. The second most difficult thing in this world is forgiveness. Mm, absolutely. Because everyone continues to just push everything down and repress it and I'm fine and and that's why we're seeing so much sickness in the world or opioid or drinking or drugs or suicide because they push it down, push it down and they, finally it's going to explode and they if we do not learn to forgive and let that go, whether it was something horrific as a child or abusive or somebody took advantage of a business dealing or some jerk cut us off on the road five minutes ago. If we don't learn to forgive and let that go and send it with love, because we work with doctors and cancer patients and oncologists and therapists, but the, the doctors are sharing with us right now that even if we surgically remove a sickness or treat it with medicine. It's a vibration. Or chemo, or, 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 or radiation, that sickness could come back, and it usually comes back with a vengeance because it's not what caused that sickness in mm. the first place. It's all the things we keep pushing down and down and down. I'm fine, I'm fine. And when I said earlier, if you've got the miracle cured, I'm fine, I want it. <laughs> but it, it's when we can learn to yeah. let that go, and people are continuing to say, but I'm doing such good things and I'm, I'm, I'm doing blessings and prayers and I'm helping others. And they're not understanding that their vessel is so full of their past. Mm. And, and why did that happen to me? It, it, nothing happens to you. It happens for, for you. you. Yeah, it's absolutely. a gift. And when they can realize it, it's a gift and it brought us to the next place in our life, which it does. Uh, as again, horrific as that may be. And and finally, let that go and send it with love and say, thank you for those lessons or those gifts. Then we can receive all the new blessings and all the goodness that we're continuing to ask for. If mm. we don't, it just overflows and spills over. Mm. And again, but I'm being so good and I'm, and I want new, I want, it's, it's not, they have to let that go. Mm. And again, that's the most second difficult thing to do in this world. What's it? I mean, you know, forgiveness is, I, I completely agree. Forgiveness is probably right up there one of the top with loving yourself is is difficult things to do and i think that what we get caught up in when we when we think about forgiveness is that like oh i'm somehow absolving that situation or absolving that person where it really has nothing to do with the external situation it's about setting your own self free from the mental prison that you're in so what you know what in your experience is something that people can do to help themselves practice forgiveness? What are some things? Because I think, you know, we're talking about awakening global consciousness. I think if we could pick one thing, you know, gratitude is up there. Forgiveness, for sure. All these things are virtues of the heart. Really, it's about healing our hearts, right? Mm -hmm. That's what's going to help with that global awareness of each other as one being, one unit. So, ultimately, um, how do people practice forgiveness? How can they? How can they get more out of that? You know, what are some techniques or what are some thoughts or insights that you guys have in your own experience working with people, in your own life experience, how, how have you accessed forgiveness? Well, 
Oh, you want me yeah, to talk? Because yeah. like, you just had an experience yourself with forgiveness, but oh, which, which tell me. So meditation's always the the best way to connect to self, and one of the things I mentioned for me that equates to success is to live your truth. When you connect with yourself through meditation, even if you just take five minutes, it it allows you to connect yourself and understand what is happening. Not why it's happening, but what is happening. Just to be present to it, basically. Exactly. To connect to it. Exactly. And when you understand what you both just touched on, which was that things aren't happening to you, they're happening for you. So everything everything that is going on within your life there are, they're they're all gifts they're all which is a very hard concept for people to to accept that when something happens there's a message there a message being sent to you from soul of you for again going back to the tree of life to the expansion of our soul as to why we're here to continue to learn and grow so if something hor- even horrific has happened to you whether it's childhood or something happened to you last week or today, we have to sit down with with ourselves, maybe through meditation or prayer, and and really understand and dig deep what just happened. What just happened? What is it that I'm supposed to understand about this experience? And know that you don't have to hold on to it. I, I'm not suggesting you have to forget because remembering is not a bad thing. Right. In because, some ways, it can empower you. That's right. Because again, we touched on this earlier, which is it, it makes us understand who we want to be and who we don't want to mm. be. Right. Yeah, your wounds so, are your greatest gifts. That's right. And, and that and that's <laughs> that goes back to the forgiveness of understanding what just happened, what is happening to mm. me, what is it that I need to understand right now, and when you can connect to that and align with that, and I understand. There are many things that have happened to people, you know, through our history that have been horrendous. But again, if we can reflect on that and know that it no longer serves us, Mm. it no longer serves us and let it go Mm -hmm. and send it off, then, then talk about being empowered, talk about living our truth, because then you're really understanding the message. And, and notice that, that when we go through um, learning these learning experiences that sometimes they repeat themselves mm. because we really haven't paid attention. Yeah, it's like a spiral, right? That's Wasn't right. It, um, God, what's the writer's name the, that wrote uh, Mark Twain? He said, history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. It rhymes, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> which I love, mm-hmm. yes. And, and, yeah, uh, it's such a great quote. <laughs> it, it's such a great, great quote. And, and I mean, and also what we're talking about, the other one, the, t- the two most important days in your life, right? Yeah. And that's what we're talking about here. This is exactly what we're mm-hmm. talking about. So for me, it would be meditation or prayer, connect with yourself, mm-hmm. uh, really ask the question, what is what is it that I need to understand right now yeah. about this situation and practicing the mantra of forgiveness and letting it go and, and know that it happened for you truly and to take that with you, but don't hold on to it. Mm-hmm. Don't hold on to it. It was a I'm, lesson. Mm-hmm. Just being comfortable, I think, sitting with it, you know, because a lot of the momentum that we're caught in, I think also is where we, we run away from 
the suffering. We don't want to face it. You know, we we don't want to. We don't even want to address it. You know, and I think that when you can meditate, like you said, and meditation can be anything. I mean, meditation That's is right. such a wide umbrella, uh, but really, exactly. it's just sitting with yourself. Yeah. I have a friend who does meditation coaching. He's like, you know, meditation is. People think like it's this. You got to be on a mountain and have some spiritual right. experience. Like it's just literally, if you can sit with five quiet, slow breaths. Yes. Close your eyes. Like that's enough. You know, if right. you do that regularly, just to stop. Well, exactly. You know? We also, our minds are so again the ego, the fear. It's always mm-hmm. trying to control the heart and soul. And sometimes we have to say, "Shut the heck up." To mm-hmm. this, and I'm pointing to my to my mind because <laughs> it's always trying to tell you, no, you can't do this, or Monkey you need mind. to hurry. Yeah, exactly. You need to hurry up, and I need to be at the next meeting, and you don't even understand why something's even taking place at that moment. Mm. It, it's 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 divine timing. We're we're having a conversation because we should be having that conversation mm-hmm. at that time, and be present and be in the now, and stop worrying about. The meeting an hour from now or the yeah. next day, it, it's, you're missing the miracle taking place. It's happening, exactly. And, and this world is so self-absorbed uh, about that because it's programming and, and they don't even see what's taking place because the, the monkey mind, you're right. It's mm-hmm. just they don't get it and they're missing everything. Their life is going by. Mm-hmm. And again, why? And it, it's, uh, it's funny because th- this is what we talk about all the time. You know, one of the people that I thought this was really interesting. Do you remember David Cassidy from the Partridge family? There, there was a show years yeah. ago. You probably weren't even born yeah, I mean, yet. I've seen a couple. Yes, of shows, but because <laughs> I think it's all they rerun those shows. But he, David Cassidy, passed away about a year and a half ago. Oh, wow. Okay. And I remember his daughter said that his last words were, "So much time wasted." Wow, really? So much time wasted. Those are his last words. Yes. And, and Can you imagine dying with that level of regret in your heart? That's, that's right. Terrible. And, and isn't that the point? And mm-hmm. isn't that the point going back to what you asked, which is what is success? Yeah. Right? And it's living your truth and using your truth, following that and serving humanity with your truth by just touching another soul, even if it's just one person. Yeah. And and you know they've done studies on this. They've done studies on this where they've taken a group of people uh shopping and they've given them, you know, oh yeah. a- endless money. I know what you're talking about. I literally just read the book. It's a Science of Happy Money. So, yeah, exactly. By Elizabeth Dunn. She's yeah. a researcher that where they measured people's spending habits on themselves or on other people. And- yes, and and <laughs> when they took the tests, they weren't happy. Yeah. And then they sent them out and told them to record acts of kindness. Go right. out and we want you to do acts of kindness. Whether it's just opening a door for someone right. or smiling at someone, it doesn't have to be this huge thing. And they they had to document everything. And when they took the test, the, the happiness was through the roof, you know? Wow. And so it just shows you uh, what's within us all, right? And well, you know, it's of. interesting because it's, it's so funny. For that book that I wrote, The Gratitude Map, I I wanted to put some science in there, you know, even though for me, I don't necessarily need science to prove the gratitude, you know, <laughs> awakens global consciousness. But I'm like, okay, you know, just to make it a little more appealing to, you know, people who like that. So I I was like looking through all these re- researches and, and a lot of that stuff that you mentioned was stuff that I was researching. And particularly the interesting thing about giving, and this part was very interesting to me, mechanically, we get habituated to stimulus, mm-hmm. right? So if I have a fig in the morning at 
right? When the first thing I eat, that's going to be the sweetest thing in the world. But then if I take another fig, it's not going to be as sweet. And by the time you eat the third fig, it's like, ah, you know, I don't care. That's just a natural (laughs) thing that happens, Uh, you know, for good reason. You know, if it's a poison, we don't want to keep eating a poison. But it also happens with good things, you know, and one of those things is like, let's say when you spend money on yourself, we get habituated even to the things that we find the most pleasurable. And so what they found was when you give to somebody and you experience that vicarious joy, that that pleasure of, of altruism or whatever, it bypasses that habituation mechanism in your brain. So you could give literally the same thing to the same person every day, and it wouldn't have the same effect habituation-wise. Like, you wouldn't get sick of it in a sense like you would have if, for example, if that person gave you the same thing every day. By the second day, you'd be like, hey, why are you giving me this again? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't want it, you know? You know, so it's very interesting how even, you know, again, we don't need science to tell us that intuitively we know, but that there it's also in the mechanism of how things work like we're wired to to be generous and to be kind and uh, i think we fooled ourselves into thinking that human nature is competitive and that's right you know we got to be out for ourselves and you know that's the fear talking world is dangerous you have to you know and certainly you could you could see that in the world but i guess which which aspect serves you greater right you know and that's why i think i think these intention sticks are so powerful this whole idea of an intention having a physical you know, a physical representation of those intentions, because it's one thing to, you know, the mind is fragile. It's constantly wavering, right? So I think the power in these having these physical totems or physical things that we can remind ourselves of, of those things, that's really powerful. Mm-hmm. It really is. It is. It's uh, the to tool to reminder to bring you yeah, home. It's a tool, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and again, we're always tested. The more good we do, the yeah, more we're tested. It, as Marla said, should never take us out of our bliss. And, and what, we have understand or understood in this journey is that this has been our best teacher mm-hmm. and we we see that why we're here it, it really comes back to that ultimate why mm-hmm. and as marla touched on earlier it's we're here we're given our gifts our tools our knowledge our abundance uh, whether someone's a superstar or rock star or someone's making coffee or cleaning the landscape one, we're all just as important as anyone else in this world. Exactly. But we're here to use our gifts to touch another soul, to mm-hmm. make them feel, as Marla and I share, loved when they're not feeling loved, or that they have purpose when they don't feel they have purpose, or that they matter when they don't feel like they matter. And when you can touch another soul, give them this gift, watch them fill up and heal, mm-hmm. and they do the same thing. There's nothing better in the world to witness that. That's that the bliss yeah, that we should be in. And, and as it says in the Talmud, it says when you save one soul, you save the world entirely. Because mm. we are a part of a collective whole. And Absolutely. when you're feeling something, Marla's feeling that and vice mm. versa. And, and, and we do feel one another's pain. So to witness that which we get to witness every day that we are so thankful and so grateful. And we say we cannot wait to wake up each morning and see what beautiful souls are brought into our lives that will help inspire, uplift, or help them get through something they're going through. That's why we're what here. What a blessing to be living your passion that way. Man. It is. Awesome. There's no words. It's just yeah. pure love and gratitude that overflows from our hearts every second of the day. That's cool. And it is. It's miraculous. Mm-hmm. And, and we truly, um, sometimes there's, there's no words to, to describe what we've been given to share the world. And it's not about Marla and I, Mm. it is about us collectively. 
Yeah. And it's, uh, and it's the, as we say, it's the furthest thing from a piece of jewelry, even though it's beautiful. But Marla said, it's a piece we wear on the inside yeah. for your you're heart not, and you're your not, soul. Hey, check out my you know, no. new intention stick. Let me put it on Instagram. <laughs> it's well, not about that. <laughs> it's funny because we have had, you know, talk about the, the, the tens and thousands of stories taking place around the world in the last year and a half. People, on the other side of the world, bumping into one another, wearing yeah, one yeah, that don't yeah. know one another or in airports and restaurants and parties. And we call them tree of life intention stick sightings or yeah. tree of life <laughs> sightings. And we can't even keep up with the stories anymore. That's it it cool. is texts and it's people just stopping in. And I need to come by and get another 11 of these and 20. And wow. that's, but that's, as Marla said, this is what the movement is about because when not only you can give this to yourself as the most beautiful gift, you can give yourself. But to give this to another soul, it's the most beautiful gift you could ever give that yeah. person. You're helping them awaken to their own beauty, to their own intentions, to their own power. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I like how it's it's a movement. You know, to me, movement is movement, right? It's literal in the sense that things are moving. Things are moving. Rather than a foundation, which is more kind of, to me, a little bit stuffy, like it's kind of stationary. Whereas it's a movement, meaning like, hey, like there's action, there's that's life right. here happening. It's, it's not a, dense. It's it, not right. dense, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's fluid, you know. So that's cool. It, the, as you said earlier, it is the ripple effect. It's yeah. the Fibonacci. Yeah. It's beyond. It's we'll never know in this lifetime what we've received um, to to help this world. Mm-hmm. And it was it was told to us because after we started witnessing. All of these stories, again, shifting consciousness, people letting go of things, people filling themselves back up. We started witnessing physical healing and sickness leaving someone's body. Wow. That's why I said we're going to need about 90 episodes to to (laughs) really share. We're going to do some more versions. Uh, We're not kidding, but um, we had to finally reach out to one of the religious leaders, and we work with many spiritual leaders around the world and religious leaders around the world besides the therapists, the doctors, and everyone, literally. This is mm-hmm. children at the age of four wearing the these intention sticks because wow. they understand their first words to a couple that just received the intention sticks at 90 and 91 years of age. And they both said to Marla and I, we still have so much more we need to do. Oh, that's because that's they got awesome. it. And nothing is ever too late in life. Awesome. Even if you think you're so stubborn and set in your ways, no, no, it's every moment's a new opportunity. So when when we finally brought in that religious leader and and brought that person to tears, he was besides himself and explained because it's another story, but shared with us that this is Tikkunulam. Tikkunulam is a, it's a Hebrew word which means it starts from within ourselves to repair mm-hmm. our own vessel in order to help another brother and sister, which will not only repair and heal the soul of the world, it will heal everyone within it. And, and this is what this is about. It's it, it's even much bigger than that from what else we were told. Yeah, I can see it. So it's it's that that tree of life. It's that Taurus that from yes. the inner to the outer and, and coming back in on itself. And, yes. and fluid. Uh, no, I love it. Absolutely. Um, How can people find out more about you guys? How can get, they uh, get a stick? Where can they follow you? You know what? One, uh, they can call us here at the office. Okay. They can go on to treeoflifemovement.com. 
or treeoflifemovement.org, which brings us into intentionstick.org. Oh, cool. So that's our website. We're, we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we're, we're here. And, and something that is so special that we don't always get to do for the individuals. And again, no coincidences that <laughs> how our journey began and you wanted to purchase one for your mother. And I saw you were here in Arizona. And I, I physically picked up the phone and said, Tudor, you need to come in <laughs> if you can. Because when someone comes to get an intention stick, Marl and I hold each one and we do blessings and prayers with that person's name or that group's name when we're sending even out around the world. So because, the intentions are yeah, already being you set. Charge them up. A- absolutely. Exactly. And I have friends call us from the other side of the world or they'll FaceTime us and we'll do those blessings and we'll mail them out because as Marla said, they're receiving those blessings yeah. then. Again, what goes up comes down. Absolutely. So um it, it's incredible and and we're now speaking around the world and we're doing guided meditations and it, it's just we know our whole platform has shifted. And this is why we were brought here in this lifetime. So cool. It's because it's, again, not about us. Right. It's about us collectively. It's really cool. Right. And, and, you know, going back to the movement that people do want to help, we are all here to serve. And sometimes, you know, someone wants to write out a check or give a dollar and that's beautiful. However, that is really self-gratification because then you walk away and like, oh, I did my job, right? Yeah, I, I gave money. I did, decision. right, right. And, and, oh, you, I feel good. I gave my money today. I feel better. However, when you can touch, really touch another soul by filling them up with love to give someone that who doesn't feel loved or to give someone, like Scott said, meaning who doesn't mm, feel like they have meaning. The gift of purpose. The gift of purpose. To give that to them. This is that tool, the way to do that, to connect with someone else. Mm -hmm. And what that does for you, knowing that you have been able to do that for someone else, and then to give them the tool to do it for someone else. And it keeps going. And that's really the movement. Because when someone heals within themselves, they think of 10 people they want to help. Buddha said, if you light a candle to somebody else, you also make light for yourself. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And (laughs) I was pulling up a story because, uh, because again, as you do start to realize how many stories have taken place and we can't, we can't even keep up as I said (laughs) earlier, but we had uh, a dear friend um, that we've known 20 years. And again, no randomness, no coincidences. I was across the street meeting someone and he walks up and I hadn't seen him in probably a couple of years. And he says to me, what are you doing here? And I'm like, oh, I'm meeting so-and-so. And I look up, I'm like, message. I said to I said to him, okay, you need to come in tomorrow, Marlon. And I have to really share something with you. And it moved him so much. He said, I'd like to purchase a hundred of these. Wow. And he says, I do not know who I'm going to give them to, but I know when that person comes into my life, it's going to be for that reason. I'm going to give that to them as a gift. Watch them heal or fill up and they're going to do the same thing and pay it forward. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, like tears. And he leaves three days later, he sends Marl and I this beautiful text message and, and we can't even keep up with his stories, but he says, Scott and Marla, I'm just walking out of the mental ward of Banner hospital and was visiting a friend's 15 year old daughter who's been struggling with issues that popped out of nowhere. She is such an amazing kid, and this hit everyone as a huge surprise when she broke down. 
I was quietly asking her what a 15-year-old would think of an intention stick. She is not very easy to talk to and very rarely opens up, but explained to me why she needed inspiration and trust right now. As leaving, her mom came up to me crying, asking how I got her to open up. It was obviously an important way that got the daughter speaking and trusting me in a way she never would have without such a strong tool. Each time I've given the intention stick, the gift has gone to me knowing I just passed along a miracle. And what I love that Marla says is that every one of these has its own heartbeat. It becomes a part of you. Absolutely. And by the way, he said at the very end, I told the girl the only thing that I ask for you in return is she she shares her stories as they're working. Nobody gets one for free. Real magic. (laughs) Which I just thought was amazing. Should I share the one story? Because I know we're pressed for a little time of one of the kids sharing a letter. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. So, as Tudor, I shared, there's literally tens of thousands of stories. Are we okay on time? Oh, we're good. As you're, long good. As you're good? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, we had two, two of our dearest friends purchase 222 of these, same thing, to give as gifts wow. to everyone they knew and came into their life. They have four boys, two older and two younger. The two younger boys are seven and nine. The two little boys said, well, we want intention sticks. And the parents said to each boy, well, if you write a letter and tell us what you think the Tree of Life movement is about and what the intention stick is, you're going to have to earn it. So I thought that was brilliant. Mm -hmm. So the first little boy, Tanner, writes a letter. How old are they? Seven. This is from Tanner, seven years old. And I'm going to preface this story because about a month and a half ago, our friend comes in with her four-year-old daughter, and she says, I've been following you on uh, Facebook and Instagram. I want to get an intention stick for all of my family members and friends. And her four-year-old daughter says, well, what about me, mommy? (laughs) And the mom said, well, you're too young. And I said to the mom, I said, as I'm going to read to you right now, this is from a seven-year-old. The little boy, uh, Tanner, says, the story is about love. The tree of life means happiness. The tree of life means not to hate and do good and to love. It's not about being selfish, and it's not expecting things in return. The tree of life movement is about sending positive energy to myself and to other people. Seven. His it's so simple and profound. Yes. We tend to complicate things as adults, but it's like... (laughs) That could be a philosophical, you know. <laughs> yes. So, so his brother, Jacob, who is nine, same thing, writes a letter and says, I think the story is about a tree that loves a boy and wants to make him happy. And the story is also about giving love and not expecting something back. The tree of life is a symbol that we are all connected to, so we share the same energy. Each leaf from the tree of life stands for each person on earth. I think the intention stick is about you put a word in the stick and it will bring it to your mind and then out into the universe. Wow, at nine years old? <laughs> my, he says, my first words are health and faith for my friend's mom, who is really sick. Wow. It still gets me just because these souls, wow, these children these kids, are man. so pure. He yeah. could have said, I want to put in success and I want toy. Right. I want he said, I myself. want health and faith for my friend's mom who is really wow. sick. 
So the mom now says to the four-year-old, <laughs> of course you can have an intention stick. And she goes to an international school in Florida mm. with every race and religion. And the little girl, Zoe, who's four, chose three words, love, peace, and kindness. Wow. Because she knew the other children would be feeling what she was putting out from her heart. Wow. And it goes back to the book from the 1940s, The Little Prince. Yeah. And a part of the book, he says, this beautiful little boy, this little prince says, it's not getting older that is the problem. It's forgetting mm. how to be that pure, unconditional love, to see everyone the same, yeah. to live fearlessly and to live in bliss. So our children get it. And it starts with our children, because like I said, this isn't about us right now, even though we are shifting the consciousness of some of the older people in this world that are programmed, but it is about our children bringing that light and love and to eradicate all that negativity and hatred in the world. And it's going to be our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren. This It's, again, back to the ancient Greek proverb you read at the very beginning. Yeah, absolutely. We're never going to sit in that shade, but that's okay because it's not about us. It's about the planting. It's We're, not about the and, and as Marla and I know, we, we will and we are healing the world together. Mm. That's beautiful. Absolutely love it. Hmm. This was an amazing time, guys. I have amazing. one final question yes. for you. This one is simple. What are you most grateful for today, right now? You can each answer. <laughs> um, well, I'm grateful that my wife Marla was brought into my life. Because... Mm, sorry. That's okay. She makes me the best version yeah. of me and and our children, because um, those are the blessings and this gift we've been given to share with the world. Beautiful. Mm. How about you, Marla? <laughs> <laughs> well, I obviously feel the same way, um, but mm. uh, probably first for my existence in itself that I chose to come back in this lifetime at this time to have met Scott, to be brought together with him, to have four beautiful souls that we also brought into this world um, and and to know our truth and to live our truth and to continue to live our truth, uh, to share this with humanity. and. Um, there's a lot to be grateful for. Oh, always, right? yeah, but, second, but, day, but I am truly grateful for the for my existence. Awesome, mm. such a pleasure, guys. Mm. This has Thank been you awesome. So we'll pleasure is ours. Uh, Follow up version two to get some oh, of those stories. We'd <laughs> be yeah. honored. Um, I, I don't know if we shared that uh, with every intention stick. Uh, oh, should I? Pre- you know what? Sorry, as we say, I have okay. ADOS, yeah. which is attention deficit O squirrel. <laughs> um, thank you. I, and I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but that was one of the most important things. Uh-huh. This wasn't about a piece of jewelry. It was meant to be affordable for the world. Mm-hmm. And as as again, we after we started seeing these healing things and taking place and spiritual things going on, we started receiving numbers like 3999, mm-hmm. like license plates, phone, again, messages, gotcha. then 4999. And we looked up, finally something said, look up the spiritual meaning of 4999, and it brought up Noah and the Ark and the Great Flood, which represented what? 
cleansing of the world, the healing mm. of the world to give it a second chance. We're like, okay, something's going on. And then Marl and I kept seeing a week later, 5999. And when we looked that up, but it was like in your face, like every license plate tech. I mean, wow, listen to the messages. We looked up 5999 and it says the combination of five and nine repeating is an indication of sweeping changes and endings. Wow. Your angels ask you to let go of the old and know that it has served a vital and an important function during its time, but that time has now passed. Your angels want you to know that the new is about to enter your life and ask you to let go of the old and send it with love. <laughs> so we said, that's it. Because if this was about a piece of jewelry, it would have been $200 and it would have been about greed and ego. And yes, we would have sold millions, right. but it's not why we received it. Right. So we said, that's it. We made it $59.99. Hmm. The 99 cents, as Marla was starting to share, we plant a tree in that person's honor to give back to Mother Earth. Yeah, that's beautiful. Because the trees have been here since creation and they're going to be here long after us. Absolutely. And plus they're alive and communicate and protect and heal one another just as all of our souls are connected. We built in a percentage to help every cause in this world, starting with our vets, domestic violence, adult behavioral disorder, anything to deal with children, sickness, cure, education, shelter, orphans around the world, on and on and on. And then we, we were honored to hire Gompers, which is an organization here in Arizona, and we don't use the word special needs. We say special interests, it's adults with autism, Down syndrome, and cerebral palsy that we actually pay, give them a job and a purpose. So all of the packaging is done by them. So every wow. one of these are sealed with love. That's great. And of course, green, recyclable, sustainable, made in USA. Everything was made with intention. There's, no, there's nothing missing. That's amazing. And our, our mission, by the way, because we partnered up with a beautiful foundation by 2022 to plant 100 million trees around the world. Wow. There's so much that's, going on. That's awesome, man. So much more to come. That's this is exciting. just the tip of the <laughs> iceberg. I really tip. am. I'm so excited to have met you and, and to be in your mm. life. We're, we feel, feel blessed. the same way. Yes. <laughs> so that's what I'm grateful you. for. Okay, guys. Awesome. Well, it's been such a pleasure to, to have you on the show. Mm. We'll have to do this again. Oh, yes. Thank honored. you for having us. Thank you to your Sending audience. you and your whole audience, uh, as we say, blessings and tensions of gratitude, life, and love. Awesome. Yes. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. It was such a pleasure talking to my good friends, Scott and Marla Berger. They are just some of the warmest, most genuine people that you'll ever come across. If you are in Phoenix or if you live in the Phoenix area, check them out. Addison Taylor Fine Jewelry. I really, they're not paying me to say this at all. It's, it, they are just some of the most genuine people I have ever met and uh, what they're up to up to some great things in life. And that's what this podcast is about, is really sharing those stories, sharing those inspiring people who are out to help transform the world, transform themselves, to share their gifts with the world. And I mean, I just absolutely love what they're up to. You know, I got an intention stick. I got one for my mom. And it's um, it's a beautiful, you know, we talked about it having a, being a tool. It's a spiritual tool. It's a tool to help you anchor in the power of intention. And that uh, that is something that is very powerful. It's been documented scientifically with the words on plants. Um, you know, it's it's been documented on our emotions, on water. You know, and we're mostly water. So the vibration of the intent that you put into your body through the words that you speak to yourself, through the words that you're visualizing, 
and thinking and believing. These things are very powerful. So I hope you really enjoyed this episode. Check them out. If you want an intention state, if you've got somebody in your life coming up with a birthday or anything like that, I think it's an awesome gift. It just because it means something, it's not jewelry. It is something that's a tool. It's something that means uh, a lot of things. It helps somebody discover themselves and channel that positivity. So I think it's awesome. Plus, it's part of a cool community. So check them out. Um, the best way to get a hold of them or check them out is at their website, intentionstick.org, uh, or Facebook at Tree of Life Movement, Instagram, tree underscore of underscore life underscore movement, or Twitter at Tree of Life Movement, but movement is spelled M V M T. So check them out. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Share it with your friends. If you think anybody would enjoy this, if they're into the law of attraction, if they're into intentions, spirituality, global consciousness, any of that kind of stuff, share it with your friends. You never know. Somebody might get inspired, might make a difference in their life. I hope you have gotten some value out of this. I hope it's altered your life in some respect or another. I know it certainly alters mine. Every time I have a powerful conversation like this, it really Uh, helps to shape my view of the world a little bit at a time, and it's pretty cool. I'm very grateful to be able to share these kind of conversations with you. As usual, stay tuned for some awesome, awesome updates with the book, with uh, online courses, some really cool things coming out. You can stay tuned uh, through my newsletter. That's probably the best way to do it. So that's going to be at danceoflife.com. You also have some free audio lessons there. If you haven't done it yet, I've, I've uploaded some free lessons you can have on gratitude, on building a gratitude practice, on uh, overcoming the obstacles to gratitude. So you can check all that out, get it for free online through the website, danceoflife.com. Thank you again one more time for listening and I'll see you soon. I hope you have an awesome, awesome day. episodes and weekly content, stay connected at danceoflife.com.